Hello, this is Claire and the Art of Life podcast, the Sovereignty series, and this is another podcast around birth and essentially around the birth right, as it's called, which I'm, I put a lot of these words in inverted commas because the birth right is taken to mean this, this absolute and it's anything but. And the, the, the main thing I want to get across in these podcasts about sovereignty is that whatever we fix on as a label and decide to divine, define ourselves as, unless there is some kind of flexibility around that and growth and space to, to grow and learn, we're we're going to, we're essentially talking about a dead state and that's never more clear than the birth certificate and the id the identification of digits and weight and fictitious surname and capital letters and all the shebang it's never clearer than at that point but if we think that we're going to claim the fullness of our rightness of our of right life of right and rightness uh, of rights from a birth certificate or or doing anything to do with taking that certificate and going back in time and finding another certificate a hidden secret certificate that some man in an office has put in a filing cabinet somewhere or reclaiming the physical remnants of our birth sack and taking the Pope to court or or figuring out the complexity of the trick that has been played on us, the theatre that is being that the strings of which are being pulled continuously that keep us in this state of and state again like a, a, a static state. Uh, a deadness, uh, a fixed reality that is immovable. Um, yeah, I just would like to suggest that in order for us to move out of that state, we actually don't have to do anything apart from the inner work, which isn't really doing, it's more about being and more about listening and allowing and letting go and allowing things to come up and out and expressing in a living living voice, or living breath, precisely what is going on, precisely the truth of the reality. Most of us have been conditioned through these systems and false hierarchies and artificial um, so-called authorities, which means basically if we... Um, submit to any authority external than us other than the co-creative divine power of God of the universe divine intelligence if we submit under any authority that authority has our permission our consent be it through force or be it through genuine belief that they're doing something good for us so letting them do it they are authoring our reality and again, the idea, the ID as well, the identity is all based around uniformity and uniformity of somebody else dictating what our reality is, which over the years has come down into the human psyche from just a very distant king in a castle somewhere to God and church and to government and taxpayer and a tax taker and then further and further and further particularly in most of our lifetimes and certainly in the last three years or so um there have been these very specific waves of of movement towards locking us in further and further not just locking us into our homes during lockdowns but locking us into the polemic of our separated mind and body and the 
the separation from us from nature from the very planet that we're standing on which is called Gaia Sophia and which actually we are a conscious part of we're a living working part of we're breathing her in and breathing her out her atmosphere is our very lifeblood the the encroaching of this interference is as I've mentioned in this previous podcast around birth in this series, this recent series, it's it's never been so tangible what's what the agenda is actually doing to us, and therefore it's never been so ripe for change. And also it, it's never been so so fully, ridiculously, almost comically rubbed in our faces and effortfully pushed onto us than it is being now, which is a surefire sign that something's up and they're desperately trying to glean the last out of us because we're waking up to what's going on. Um, the waking up, to me, is is so fascinating because it really is like a rebirth. It really is like a birthing maybe even a birthing for the first time it's certainly the 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 birthing of our collective collective conscious just at the point when the establishment the dudes the cabal whoever the f they are i don't know i don't have much to do with them and they're not having much of an effect on my sovereignty <laughs> but just at the point where they're the human race is like ready to explode and blossom they're having to do a hell of a lot of effort. You know, when you start to unravel all the efforts that have had to be made, it's it's mind-boggling. And the majority of people who are normalised into normal life and into media and TV and doing what the policeman tells you and doing what the politician tells you, the majority of them would just be so mind-boggled by even one of the questions that are being asked about what's really going on behind the scenes what's our true nature and um, what are my what is right what's really right what are my rights that are not things on paper they're not ideas or concepts or sentences it's me and my living body saying yes or no that's what's right and if I'm all joined up if I'm all connected and at peace and vital and vibrant and glowing that's just, it's not even a question. The question doesn't even need to be responded to with a yes or a no. It's simply, I gravitate to what is good and right and good and right for me. And what's good and right for me is good and right for most people. It's mostly nutrition, sunshine, clean water, freedom, being able to move about comfortably and organically wherever I want to go, being able to interact with people and correspond and play and create and co-create and because things that were occulted before are now becoming much more visible and it's really easy to see how this uniformity this digital id this uniformity this statistics and surveillance of everybody and measuring people's social credit schemes and so on all of that has become suddenly visible and for those of us who've already been asking deep questions in life, this is just the perfect moment of revelation where suddenly the cards are being held up here and we can see what the cards are and we're like, oh, cripes, that's quite a hand. And it might seem like you're winning, but really the this is the first time that we've been alerted to our global connectedness and we're being alerted through a masked robber essentially <laughs> trying to break into not just our house but our our mind body and spirit but the thing is that robber did that even before our birth and was doing it certainly very overtly from our birth but everyone went along with it and they went along with it because it had been done to them and their parents maybe not their parents before them but it certainly been done for a good few generations and slowly slowly just by very subtle manipulation and temptation and presumption, we were slowly, slowly herded into this enclosure, which is ultimately our absolute 
uh, sale into the system are absolutely having been sold into the system so that we're completely both dependent on external things and external authorities and um, external structures and licenses and permissions but also like a lot of what's going on in the world right now particularly to do with medicalization of life and people becoming permanently medicated by pharmaceutical agencies <laughs> I mean the the whole point of that right now is that it might reach a point where a certain percentage, a certain part of the population of Earth can't actually, it won't actually be possible for them to comprehend their true nature. Um, it's already um, been clear throughout the last three years in particular where there have been lockdowns and obligations and it's the law when it patently wasn't and never would be the law um need to get jib jab to have a certificate to prove that you haven't been jib jabbed even if you present that you'll still have folk being hysterically pushing you out their shop because you're they're scared that they're going to get infected by a deadly disease from you etc etc the 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 complexity of the distraction the complexity of the the game and the theatre has has become this thing that is so all consuming that to even question it, it it would seem ridiculous if one is inside it and observing all the rules and dancing when we're told to dance and sitting down we're told to sit down and putting on a mask and we're told to put on a mask um if anything, it would be profoundly embarrassing and humbling to... <laughs> a gecko's just pitter-pattering up my window, which made a funny little noise there. Um, if anything, it would be mortifying to, to look at the, the theatre of the last few years and see that it was completely not just unnecessary but that but that it was designed to harm us and to make us more and more stupid that's a really hard thing to swallow it's a really hard thing to look at and it's designed that way because it's so necessary for us to look at it and to feel that whatever we feel from it like the the humiliation or the pain or the betrayal or the, the sheer embarrassment of feeling how stupid we were. And I'm not saying people are stupid, but there definitely is a feeling of shame around not having recognised what, what was actually going on when it becomes really obvious what a charade is. The more complex the charade it actually is less powerful because it's so elaborate and effortful. And yet, because it's built on all these other very well-organised interferences in our life, it becomes so distracting that, that to pull ourselves away from it and just have a calm mind for one minute is relatively impossible, relatively very, very difficult. It involves a huge amount of reconditioning, it involves a huge amount of unravelling and um, willingness to let all the emotion come to the surface. And that, again, you know, this is a lot of backstory, again, which one has to do in order to get to, like, what is the real actual thing we're getting to here, which is what's my real nature? Why am I here? And what am I doing at birth? Like, what did I do at birth? What should have happened at birth and what didn't happen at birth? But ultimately, what I'm trying to explain is that unless we're calm and clear and in a, a, have a certain quality of emptiness about us, which I don't mean emptiness in the conventional um, reductionist sense, I mean emptiness in the sense of not being all packed full of crap. <laughs> I mean, having a clear mind and being able to see clearly what is in front of one and what is around one and being able to see the panoramic view of the world. Um, 
one of the huge frustrations for those of us who, are, who have grown so spiritually in the last years has been trying to talk to folk who are very closed into the drama of what's unfolding globally and into the drama of the biosphere being weaponized effectively and being afraid of other people's breath and touch. Speaking to folk and trying to just gently draw their attention to do you recognize, do you realize that there's very extensive studies around mask wearing that prove that it's really not a good idea to have one on for more than a couple of minutes at a time. Certainly you should not be putting them on children. Certainly you shouldn't be wearing one all day long. Um, like just the most basic concepts are so lost in the, the scramble and jumble of I must follow these rules. If I don't follow these rules, I will be punished. I don't have money to pay a fine if I do get fined, so I have to be really watch where I'm putting my feet. I have to walk on eggshells. Um, the abusive authority is going to come and get me no matter what I do. And I've got to just like put all my effort, all my effort into being a good citizen. My neighbours are getting jippy with me. People are looking at me in the street if I don't have the mask right up at my eyes, if I don't have it right up at my ears, if I don't have it covering right down my neck. Um, the elaborate nature of the hoax is necessary to hide the nature that we have in us that is trying to, not trying to again, it's effortlessly exuding itself. But again, the the complex sacred geometry and perfection of the whole, which is us plus the universe, us as the universe, us as Gaia Sophia, us as elements and life and physical body and breath, the power of our free will to hone that energy and align it and bring it into truth, bring it into alignment, bring it into right, into rightness, is so phenomenal that the one part working with the sacred can do everything, can create miracles, but the one, two, three, four people even, everything's multiplied and becomes much more than the sum of the parts, just like two lovers, lovemaking, really making love and transcending tantrically, have access to the whole universe coming through them, including all knowledge and wisdom. So the idea that we can be suppressed is kind of it's kind of absurd and it's kind of silly but it's done in this really really um arrogant presumed way and this very persistent seemingly ubiquitous way so it starts with the psyching out of the mother but it starts before that because it started with the psyching out of her mother and it starts with the, the onslaught of interference and surveilling and checking and prodding and poking and taking samples and measuring during the gestation period. But then it goes on, like scales up and scales up and scales up, not just in once the birth event, which is usually extremely traumatic, happens, but through our education, through the workplace, through the medicalization of life and through the poisoning of our waters and our air so that we, we then become ill and depend on or we think we depend on the system that's actually killing us even faster um, and interfering with our immune system in particular in recent years. Um, the point... I'm trying to get across here if I can somehow get to it is that the both and nature of this thing is that we we cannot be adulterated but we we choose to be but we think we're choosing something else and all of this is coming to a point where because we are so encroached upon and because everything is so going against nature and because of the pollution and because of the EMFs and interference and radiation, 
because of all that negative challenge, whether it's a negative or a positive challenge, we we are growing the same. Like our growth can't be decelerated. We will always be growing and expanding and learning spiritually. But the agenda has always been about at least keeping off the ascension for as long as is physically possible, at least keeping the majority of us locked in pens and under the thumb, under the authority, the stamp, the identity of another, the the false identity in order that we can be controlled. They always knew it was a window of opportunity and the window of opportunity is just closing right now, just closing. And, And because that is the truth, that is what's happening right now, because I know that, I can say with my authority that what I am authoring, that the way to release oneself from any restriction, any false authority or abusive authority, the way to our freedom, to our sovereignty and to our right and our rightness is always through self. It's always through sentience. It has to be through sentience because at the end of the day, sovereignty is what we feel. And we know sovereignty, just like you know when you're in love, you know sovereignty because it buzzes through you, it rumbles through you like a freaking tidal wave. It crashes through you energetically in the most glorious, expansive, celebratory, shiningness of truth. It's not something that we have in a, a filing cabinet. You know, it's not a document. It's not a series of magic words or sentences or tokens. It's not a magic coin. It's not a ceremonial cup. It's us. It's us. It's our womb. It's our lingam. It's our heart. It's our stomach. It's our spine. It's our legs. It's our brain. But it's none of these things compartmentalised. It's the wholeness of what we are when it is working in harmony and when it has not been adulterated and when it is free under its own sail, free under its own will, which, of course, the will, as much as it's been distorted in our culture and by authorities to make us think that our will is something wayward and wild like a beast that needs to be reined in our our free will of course is the first thing that god gave us it's like the main point of being here is having a free will and we chose freely we freely chose to come here and because of that our free will should extend into reality it should extend into our creative life and into our co-creative capacity to make heaven on earth essentially um and these things are they're taken from us at birth through the violence that's committed on us through very specific tricky acts of cutting the umbilical cord before we've had a chance to fucking breathe stuff like that but we carry on breathing afterwards You know, we carry on having a mind that can control our breathing afterwards. We carry on having a will that is above our mind, that is above our body, that helps us to breathe. That when those things are brought back together, when we have our our reconnection that never really was disconnected. This is the point. It never really was disconnected. When we have our reconnecting our healing of our the separation when we comprehend that our brain was separated through just through a trick of distraction just a very simple trick of distraction or a a a, a trick of being cut the cutting the traumatizing of our mother the separating of the mother and the child all of the acts of separation all of the very specific things that are done at our gateway into the into birth 
essentially leave us with one very specific feeling, which it, I feel is at the core of, of how we come back to self. And the feeling is that we're not welcome here, we're not meant to be here, that people obviously don't like us and they, they mean us harm. And the, the adult concepts of those things of I'm not welcome here, I, people mean me harm, this is a dangerous place, these people um, are manipulating me, manipulating my mother, I'm afraid, therefore I have to leave my body. I have to like break off into another part of my brain and just hide in there. I have to pretend that this hasn't happened because it's so traumatizing. I have to come into the world unconscious because it's too damn scary and it's just completely terrified me away up into the back of my brain somewhere. This activity, this action done onto us when we're birthed actually naturally wants to unfold and be undone the body naturally wants to naturally calls itself back into being unless there's like another wounding and another wounding and another wounding and that's all done mostly all done through head fucking with the news tests labels Telling, the, telling you that there's something fundamentally wrong with you. It's done to women in particular who then perpetuate that into the children that they're bringing up and influence their partners and so on. The whole thing gets perpetuated by, by harm done to, like direct harm being done to the womb, being done to the cervix, being just the fact of putting bleached tampons inside our vaginas, inside our yoni, all of these activities which are so normalised, all of the interruptions to the birth process, all of the, the checks and fiddling and poking and prodding and hurting, which is so normalised that we lay back and take it and ask for it, like we want it, we, look, we go searching out an appointment every six months. Yeah, it takes, takes a, a really dedicated soul and a dedicated practice to unravel all of those things but without unraveling those things and without listening to women and particularly what women have been perpetuating on their babies all this time and perpetuating on children and passing on handing on the inheritance the dark inheritance the inheritance that we should never was nothing to do with us and shouldn't have been given to us unless we really acknowledge that we've been inhabited by this darkness and that it has allowed us to be completely um, at ease with doing dark things and participating in dark activities and being under dark governments and dark councils and dark um, practices and normalising greed and separation and abuse of the environment and abuse of animals and abuse of vegetables and abuse of trees abusive waters, abusive everybody. Um, to go back down and really understand what is right in all of that seems like an impossible work. It seems like um, it's the kind of work that <clears throat> you would need to dedicate a lifetime to. And for those of us who are doing that, yep, that's exactly it. But the point is that in whatever we dedicate to, we get back a thousandfold in our health, in our peace, in our rightness, in the rightness of life, which is just life just unfolding perfectly as it unfolds each day in miraculous perfection <laughs> and gorgeousness and nature providing abundantly of herself for us, for of water cleaning itself, of miraculous healing occurring in us and those around us, in huge outpouring of art, creativity, cooking, sewing, DIY, <laughs> on us being able to navigate to right place in the world, um, being able to easily navigate, e easily feel a called you know, calling isn't something that just happens to priests and nuns. Um, it's it's something that should be running through the everyday, running through life. And if we were birthed naturally, we would hit the ground running, basically, literally. 
we would literally be walking from birth and we not that we would be standing up walking out the womb but we certainly would be standing up at birth and we certainly would be looking with very open eyes directly to whoever was looking at us and we would be communicating fully psychically emotionally spiritually fully with whoever was presenting to us but because the the abuse is presumed the consent is assumed um there's the whole obligation and the law and these layers of like you just have to do it because someone told you you just have to do it and so it goes on and on you just have to do it it's the law it's obligatory it's the law it's obligatory there's absolutely nothing in this world that is the law or obligatory unless it's aligned with god with us with gaia sophia unless it's in the right time the right moment the right season unless it leads to us being closer to nature more wise around relating to nature and more fulfilled and flourishing in this reality things that are good for me to flourish are good for everyone to flourish things that heal me heal everybody things that make me feel good make everybody feel good and they're usually very very simple very humble um beautiful timely acts they're not having a race car and driving really fast along a motorway or around the curves of the Capri coast there this is where it might get a wee bit complicated for a while where a lot of people in the world are following what they think are their rights with a small letter and inverted commas on bits of paper dictated to by governmente governments mind fuckers there's a bunch of people who are going to go to the nth degree with that they're going to go all the way down the row of jabs they're going to go all the way into the medication and the chemo they're going to go all the way into the wheelchair and the coffin and that is part of what we're working through collectively you know some of us have to go down that road and go down the road of suffering and martyrdom and it's it's what it is. It's part of learning, and it and it might be easier the next time round. It might be easier to have to choose less pain the next time round because we know how it finishes. But for those of us who are trying to be as alive and as well and thriving, and and to lift others up and be well and thriving and really create the earth that this is meant to be, <clears throat> the each step of the way is. It seems like this in, impossible mountain of unravelling and it seems like an impossible line of secret paperwork that we have to somehow magically meet some guru who's way better than us, who can signal through a special twitchy finger, magic finger, can signal to the right one through their special secrets and codes that they've learned that have been handed down for, through eons of patriarchy the point the drama i'm trying to portray there is like the that can never be the answer because it's based on what the problem is it's based on separation on false hierarchy and it's based on patriarchy which is separate from the deep feminine so the whole point of all of this is that the structure that we need in the world has to be structured in the form of God and nature and Gaia Sophia just has to be like that's the whole point of it it's meant to be close as close as it can be to nature you know I don't need to live inside of a tree in the shape of a tree but I do have to if I take materials from the natural world I, I do have to live in a place where the materials bring a harmonious shape and form to a house and where there isn't this great amount of toxicity where the where the house has got layers and layers of materials that are going to pick up EMFs and <laughs> emit horrendous fumes for decades after they've been painted. The the second skin that we have around us, the clothing that we're wearing, you know, they all have to be aligned with, not in a rigid, dictatored way where I tell you what you should wear. They have to be in a line with like, if I ask my body, I'm not separate from my body, I don't actually have to ask it, but theoretically of an average day, how do people decide what they're going to wear in the day? 
most people are like, well, I have to go here, therefore I have to wear this because this is what people expect me to wear or this is what's practical for my role, like this is what shows that I am this person or might think around fashion, blah, blah, blah. But unless we're really feeling like without having to ask an external authority, the world, the culture, the people in the street, the people at our work, what to wear, you know, there's there's a whole separation going on there where I'm not even going to wear what I'm, my will and God's will tells me to wear today, which will be aligned with the weather. It'll be aligned with my comfort. It'll be aligned maybe with beauty and self-expression and joy. It might be aligned with me expressing my vitality, my sensuality, my sentience, my sexuality through my through my tightness of clothing or the fittedness or the lowness of the cut in below my breasts or whatever the you know I'm either out there celebrating life and living in nature and being my nature and being free and and co-creating energy or I'm putting myself in a box because somebody else has put a layer on me that isn't me and that follows through everything that ultimately that everything that happens at our birth extends out into the world what happens with the birth sac what happens with our breath what happens where our divine will was interfered with and we were separated from our body what happens where our parental authority did this to us and our um, the doctor authority did that to us we were the collective of the doctors and our parents pushed us in this direction made us relate to even before we had a chance to catch our breath had things stamped and fixed on paper that was then going to be attached to our identity for the rest of our life all of these things they get repeated symbolically in the day they get repeated symbolically in in the actions that we partake of in each day so as with conception if we truly comprehended and felt and knew like embodied knowing, knew the true nature of our conception and the true nature of our birth, like the true power of it, what the power of it is meant to be, then our day would unfold very differently. It would be much more full of creative acts. It would be less full of destructive acts. The the activities that and the creativity that we put out in the world would radiate outwards organically, not in the mainstream, not in the conventional structures that have been accepted as normal, that are false structures, but it will radiate out in the fabric of the universe that we are putting back to rights, that we are aligning with again. The fabric of the universe is naturally right and sacred geometry and beautiful and full of love and care, and beauty, light, <laughs> it's, and full of vitality, it's living, and the majority of our structures, and behaviours, and energetic exchanges, are contracting, and limiting, and dead even, and I, I really mean that's such an important thing, because there's so much talk going on about birth, the birth certificate, and what's our twin that's stolen from us, the birth sack, the what is contained in the sack and what is stolen, the umbilical, the tree of life, our that is still pulsing and they're still bringing nutriment to us and still bringing air to us and bringing life to us when it's cut. Even everything that's stolen from us, even if we want to go back into the symbology of it, it's still we can still get back to what we really are without any of that information, without any of it, because our body naturally is the vessel. It is perfect. It, not just, not in the conventional sense of being perfect and, and supermodelish, or perfectly, you know, unflawed, unscarred, uh, undented, <laughs> undistorted, but an activated mind and will and holistic 
panoramic view of the world and of the universe and of our, our place in it absolutely activates and then consequently activates the collective because we are an inseparable an inseparable part of the whole like we are the whole yes we're one but we're also a bigger one and then we're an even bigger one than that so it's important to understand a little bit about the layers of things and how we are kind of like a layer on the surface of the earth and then there's the sky and then there's the atmosphere and then there's outer space maybe but the important thing is that we know this not through the intellectual and not because somebody else told us it but we know it because we are it and we have sat down sufficiently long enough we've breathed for sufficiently long enough we've looked with open enough eyes and felt into our being we've simply felt what is right and what's true and everything will reveal itself through us we are the vessel everything reveals itself at the same time, the more we interfere with the vessel, the more we add things in, artificial things, in particular pharmaceutical things and stuff that is toxic, we're definitely going to have a more challenging time about keeping everything clear and channeled and divine and rooted and connected with all things. But again, just coming back to birthright, like, yeah, our birthright is stolen from us when we're young when we're at our most vulnerable out, and when we're at our most, maybe we're at the point where we have the highest expectation when we're coming out of the womb and we're so excited to be in this world and we're there with all our euphoria and we're waiting for the orgasm to begin so that we can be birthed and instead it doesn't kick off, it, something else happens and then there's lots of shouting and bright lights and, and jabs and drugs coming into our body and then there's this and that and the next thing and before we know it there's like a really really hard journey a really harsh journey that's what ties us in to the thing that's what ties us into the pain and into the striving it's because we were born into that the actual birthing brought us into that it set the pattern it was the most the most apart from the zygote the zinc spark at conception the most exciting thing that had happened to us so far would have been that apart from our mother's orgasm it would be it's meant to be the most exciting thing that's happened it's meant to be the most significant and dramatic thing that is happening in our life to date when we are birthed um and it's really hijacked and made very very painful and it has been for generations for the last hundred years of interference in women's birthing and medicalization of birthing it has been made into this really dark thing um but of course that's absolutely changing now and because that's changing that's the thing that's changing our consciousness it's not just the challenge it's not just the fact that all that was occulted has become visible it's not just the revelations i really do know because i feel it that the very core of what is happening in our consciousness comes from the fact that we are waking up our cervixes, we're waking up our wombs, we're waking up our birth process, we're returning to nature, the hospitalised medicalization and, and diseasing of birth has been so, become so ridiculous and pronounced and, and harsh and, and theatrical that we cannot but go in the other direction which is the right direction which is back to nature back to looking at what the body was meant to be doing what the body's made for what the body wants to do what happens when you put free will in line with a woman's body that is creating a child and get the child all in right position and allow the birth to unfold consciously um, the the whole fabric of the universe changes but again just <laughs> i think i've talked round and round this about five times here if we knew the power of of concept and conception 
we would understand that we are divine co-creatives. If we knew the power of birth, we would know the power of manifestation and of going out into the world each day. Even the bed, the bed is symbolic of the womb. We cover ourselves with these cosy blankets. We make everything soft and dark and warm and cosy and we go into this deep trance and then we get out of the bed in the morning. So do we get out the bed like we're having an orgasmic birth or do we get out the bed like we're having a cesarean? You know, are we cut out the... Yes, we are cut out the... We're cut, we put a fucking alarm on to wake us up. You know, why would we do that? Throwing the bedclothes aside and, and you know, making our first breath in the morning feel really harsh and strained and we're aching and we're pushing ourselves out. We're tired. We don't want to get up at this time. We wish we could lie in more. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Why would we not be doing it in an orgasmic way? Why would we not be living in peace and love and creativity and power and vitality and joy and fulfillment? I'm not asking you a particular person I'm not asking why are you not doing it in a perverse tormenting way I'm like why are we not doing it I'm doing it I'm trying my best to do it I struggle with my symptoms sometimes and I don't feel enthusiastic some days but for the major part I'm trying to birth myself each day and I'm trying to comprehend what that right birth is and what birthing is and what manifesting is and what going out into the world is what creating relationship is and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk more about this. I'm going to speak in further podcasts. I'm going to speak through a series of aspects of sovereignty and I'll probably go into um, the power of the menstrual cycle, the power of gestation and talk some more about sex and tantra or I'm using the word Tantra, which isn't really, it's just the closest word I can find to like the, the deeply sacred cosmic union. Um, gonna, I'm going to speak about uh, cosmic relationship and orgasmic relationship or ecstatic relationship. And I'm going to speak into gifting and con- non-contractual gifting, which again, it all, it all relates to birthing. It all relates to conception. And the more we all talk about this and listen to different views about this and immerse ourselves in the fact that um, there is so much more to life and health and beauty and love and um, we have so much more potential. And it, um, the more we connect with each other whilst we're all exploring our potential, um, just the better life is getting. And And also a lot of these really big challenges that a lot of us have nowadays in which um, we feel huge pressure and fear around how we're going to escape this prison-like madhouse <laughs> of conventional living. How can we escape our job? How can we escape our dependency on medication? Or how can we escape our financial pressures or rent agreement or our entrapment in a place or a difficult relationship like we escape from all of these things not by going out there somewhere although that can be a part of it you know the getting up and leaving your country can be a really interesting adventure um but really everything is is about putting the world to rights inside and in fact sometimes trying to put the world to rights outside can be an an awful distraction because it really is highly invested in the 3D being the only reality and that if you somehow put all the 3D in the right place the universe the the force will flow through it um in the right way which of course you know again this is how fucked over we've been by church ritual secrets and occulted wisdom and so on and this idea that if you just say the right words do the right prayer do the right hand movements the right ritual make love in a certain way use this trinket or that symbol or this number or that word there's only this moment there's only i 
and there's only the greater I and the greatest I. There's only that and anything that is complicating matters is a complexity that is clouding the I and the oneness and love and light. That's as simple as it gets. Probably didn't need to go on for 50 and a half minutes about that. Eh? I could have just said that and then pressed stop, made a really short, concise video. <laughs> so blessings and love. If you'd like to join uh, a beautiful collective of co-creators every Wednesday, um, do come and join our co-creation sessions. Contact me privately to ask about that, to be put on the, the list for that, for the meeting reminder, get the link. Um, we often get together and paint or we write or draw or sew or play with kittens or sing a song and um, you'd be so welcome. I only have a small uh, space for just a few people at a time but I might open up other meetings but for just now there's just two meetings on a Wednesday at 11am and 4pm Rome time and um, if you'd like to support my work I live in gift I don't receive a conventional um, wage and I don't work in contract or under anyone apart from cosmic forces for good and um, if you'd like to know more about my work see my website I have a whole catalogue of work which I think is only available now on Patreon as part of the sign up or I regularly share an updated version of it catalogue of my paintings and um, yeah contact me there and see how you can join me come and join me on hive.blog it's an amazing decentralized true social media that actually pays you for sharing and for voting and for contributing and joining in with the community there amazing supportive community who are doing what humans are meant to be doing which is sharing and loving and encouraging each other absolutely beautiful space um, enriching and educating in truth mm, beautiful keep in touch either way um, blessings to you and be well and yeah speak soon ciao Mwah.